Welcome to the Red Pill Sports Podcast, combating Woke Inc.'s takeover of sports. Red Pill Sports Podcast, sports done right. All right, welcome to Red Pill Plus. This is the sports and news done right. And we got a great show lined up for you for this uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, it's actually early Thursday morning, about 1.54 a.m. Central Time. And uh, we're going to continue with some of the speaker uh, vacating the chair talk. I want to apologize for the show last night. I just wasn't really fully prepared and a lot of dead air. And thank you guys for being so patient. But I'm hoping to have a much better show for you tonight. Looking forward to uh, what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and uh, what I really want to focus on is a lot of the people that have been huge uh, America First talkers and just have been, you know, like nonstop um, America First, America First, and then uh, to do absolutely zero when it comes to America First. Uh, I think tells it all. So anyway, that's kind of um, that. That's that's kind of where we're going to head. Then I've got some really good. Got a great Aaron Rodgers story for you from Marshawn Lynch when he was interviewed this week. I think it was actually today by Shannon Sharp. Um, got a hilarious parody video. Is Kyle Shanahan looking for? His quarterback for the 49ers, speaking of 49ers, that Cowboy 49er game this weekend should be a really, really good game. Or is that on Monday? I will check it out here and see. So uh, thank you for being here. We are brought to you by RedRiverAuto.com and then also by MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use the promo code RED. And then our new sponsor, Ridge.com, phenomenal uh, wallets, uh, real minimalist wallets. their watches are phenomenal. Uh, they have really cool like, multi-tool keychains. Just a really unique, uh, sharp, sharp company. Ridge.com. Check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. And thank you for supporting each and every one of our sponsors. Uh, we'll have some more that we're adding very, very soon. And again, we only carry and uh, promote the things that we believe strongly in. So... Again, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you so very much. So let's get started um, and kind of look at uh, some of this tonight that I think is uh, is really, really uh, telling uh, as far as the speaker's race. Now, there, there's a lot of stories going around about Donald Trump. I personally, I would love to see President Trump become Speaker of the House. I just don't see... Uh, how you would get so many I mean let's think about it you have 96% of the GOP voted to keep Kevin McCarthy now I I know what Mark Levin I know what even um, uh, who was it somebody pretty conservative was talking about it today but how conservative Kevin McCarthy is probably the most conservative speaker I think it was Michael Knowles talking about Kevin McCarthy was the most conservative speaker since the 1950s well if that's the case then we're in serious trouble because he did zero in fact I think it was Matt Gates that that brought up the point that the the only significant thing they did in Kevin McCarthy's nine months as speaker 
was named two post offices, literally. I mean, anything that was of any positive consequence, and I'm not sure what positive that would be, but uh, here, here's what I find fascinating. Of the 96, let's look here at who actually, where you had uh, Biggs, Buck, Burchett, Crane, uh, Gates, Good, Mason, Rosendale. You, knew, you know who's not on that list? Jim Jordan. You know who's not on that list? Byron Donalds. So here's my take. I don't think if you voted to keep Kevin McCarthy, you should be considered for Speaker of the House. I love Byron Donalds. I'm okay with Jim Jordan. I kind of feel like he's, I said this on Twitter, and by the way, you can find us on Twitter at Red Pill Plus uh, and also at Donnie Copeland. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Gab, uh, truth social as well um, but my thing is if you if you voted for Kevin McCarthy uh, and Jim Jordan's all over Twitter or X I'm sorry he's all, all over X tonight saying you know we got to defund Ukraine well that's not how you felt before now you want to be speaker so it really boils down to this you, you, you just can't trust I mean Thomas you can't trust him Thomas Massey voted for McCarthy uh, now, I, I, I totally get it that that was a consequential vote. It looked terrible because you were voting with Democrats. I totally get that. But I think uh, when probably if 50% of the nation wanted McCarthy gone, then that means 75% of the GOP probably wanted him gone, I would think. And maybe that maybe Democrats were driving that number up. I, I don't know. Uh, but here's what I do know. I know that people like, <coughs> excuse me, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, and Lauren Boebert, who are, you know, running their mouth constantly, w walking around with AR-15s and, you know, uh, bazookas and, uh, you know, all their outlandish antics. Well, when it came down to the rubber meeting the road, guess what? They faded. Uh, Byron Donalds faded. Uh, Biggs, Buck, and I know what they say about Buck, Ken Buck. He's a rhino, uh, and maybe he was voting with the Democrats. I don't know, but I know Biggs, Buck, Bert, Burchett, or Burchett, uh, Crane, uh, Gates, Good, Mace, and Mace is another one. I think I said last night she's from Virginia. Actually, she is from, I believe, North Carolina, uh, and Rosendale. Rosendale's a hardcore, rock-ribbed rock uh, Republican I mean, conservative, American first conservative from Montana, I believe. Um, so, you know, people ask, do you think Byron Donalds would be a, a good speaker? No, I don't. I love Byron Donalds. I love that he supports President Trump. I don't like it that he voted for Kevin McCarthy. Um, so, you know, here's another thing. Everybody wants to feel sorry for Kevin McCarthy. Well, A, like I mentioned last night, <clears throat> Excuse me, and I actually played the clip where he said he believed the police officer Bird that killed uh, Ashley Babbitt in cold blood. Cold blood, yes, and cold blood was um, was just doing his job, and uh, he murdered Ashley Babbitt, plain and simple. Uh, so, you know, I, I've been there. I've been in the House of Representatives where it was hugely consequential. Uh, n not in the U.S. House, but in the Arkansas House. And we, we had bills that were hugely consequential. And, I mean, the heat was there. 
But I'm not voting with the lobbyists. I'm not voting with the governor in, in this case. I'm not voting with the uh, Speaker of the House or with the whip. I'm voting because of what I told the people in my district. I told, I'm voting uh, for in response to the people voting me in that put me in that office. I'm representing, I am their representative. Uh, so you had Mary, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene vote against the Freedom Caucus. She voted no on removing Kevin McCarthy. Um, you know, then, then here's some news. Now, again, uh, I'm not a huge uh, Lauren Loomer a, yeah, Lauren Loomer fan. I think she's a little unhinged. Uh, she's she's fearless. I'll have to give her that. And I, I like it that she's a Trump supporter. Uh, but she's a little unhinged for me. Uh, and and I'm I think I am. I think I'm as conservative as they as they get. Uh, but but I have to give her this. She she brings the receipts and she is saying and I have not been able to confirm this, but she is are, are alleging that Lauren Bobert, uh, Bobert voted. She did vote no. We know that for a fact for his removal, just like Marjorie Taylor Greene. So these two, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobert, both fighting to be the, you know, the the kind of the flamethrower of the house. Uh, and so they they disagree about everything, but they sure agreed on that to keep Kevin McCarthy. Well, here's the thing about Lauren Boebert. Uh, Lauren Loomer is the one that uh, actually uh, exposed this, and that was that Lauren uh, that um, that Lauren Boebert received. How much was it? It was it was huge. Let's look here. Uh, I want to say it was a million dollars, but I could be wrong. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I know there was one payment for 95. Th this is from Kevin McCarthy's pack. So Lauren, uh, Lauren Loomer got a hold of the pack. Um, yeah, uh, Kevin McCarthy was able to get over a million dollars put a million dollars, transferred a million dollars to Lauren Boebert's uh, re-election campaign. So did did Kevin McCarthy try to buy off Lauren Boebert? Well, if he did, it didn't work. Um, but something I thought was fantastic was President Trump, uh, if you hadn't seen that on X, uh, he uh, X'd out uh, a meme of him with the speaker's gavel with a Make America Great Again hat on and sitting there. So I thought that was phenomenal. Uh, also, you know, it's it's a sad day in America when uh, people going down to, and, and I found this at First Responders uh, Media, and uh, this, I don't know who this is, but First Responders allegedly was recording footage down at the Mexican border and uh, all of a sudden began to be kind of accosted by the Texas National Guard. So the people pouring in over the border are just coming in freely, but somebody filming it, uh, and they were actually shooting a laser at him to try to, you know, keep his camera from functioning. So I thought that was pretty uh, pretty sad. You know, uh, another thing going on uh, in, uh, across America is the reaction by Democrats to what's going on with 
the, um, the, the influx of immigrants. Chicago, New York, uh, you're seeing people awakened. Uh, and I think that could translate. I think, you know, it seems like the black vote is so predictable for the Democrats, but I wonder if this time it could not be different with all the immigrants. And Democrats do that. Liberals do that on a regular basis. They overplay their hand and just flooding these cities by the millions uh, or, or tens of thousands at least, uh, you know, just very well maybe. And, and there's a lot of black people a lot of white people coming together and really giving it to them uh, in Chicago, the, 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 the mayor and different city officials. I mean, I'm looking right here at Drew Hernandez on X. Uh, that's Drew H. Live, at Drew H. Live. And, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a huge contingent of people. The place looks like a Trump rally. Um, so Emerald Robinson had a great point today. She said, you know, and this is true. If you want to see really where the GOP is, uh, the it's really the right wing of the Uniparty. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, she says, you know, the GOP pundit class is really showing you who they are today. Mark Levin, he's become unhinged about uh, Kevin McCarthy being uh, having to vacate the chair. Hugh Hewitt. You know, lost his mind. Eric Erickson, shocker. Newt Gingrich. Uh, and then did you see Brian Kilmeade just went off on uh, Representative uh, uh, Burchett uh, about it? So, um, you know, so, so this tells you everything you need to do. know. Now, uh, I'm going to play something for you here in a moment. And I, th I think it's one of the best things I've heard. Oh, by the way, uh, where... Where are all the presidential candidates? What do they think about Kevin McCarthy? Why aren't they saying anything? Why aren't they saying, "Oh, we disagree with this move," or why are they? Uh, are, are they? Why aren't they coming on saying, "You know what? He didn't do what he said he was going to do. He deserved to be uh, vacated. The seat deserved to be vacated." Why aren't they saying anything? Do you really want a president that won't stand up on an issue? Either way, but uh, Vivek Ramaswamy tonight was talking about the chaos because, you know, that's the mantra, uh, the left and the right. Oh, there's chaos in the Republican Party. Then you have Fox News. Oh, there's chaos in the Republican Party. Uh, Matt Gaetz has, has, has caused chaos uh, because of, of what he did. And if you look at the founders, the founders designed our government, our, our republic, to be one of contention and chaos. We think everybody getting along and everything going just right and everybody agreeing and everybody just doing what the president does or uh, says or a, a, a particular representative not standing up for his constituents but going along, that, that that's a good thing. But that's not how the founders designed this whatsoever. I want you to hear... Uh, you know, the, the the pundit class and the donor class uh, and the uh, the GOP uh, political class has been talking about this chaos being a bad thing. I want to I want you to listen to uh, this is a little lengthy and we may stop it and talk about it a little bit. But I want to I want you to listen to what uh, Vivek Ramaswamy says about um, the about the chaos. Uh, listen up. Want, or is a little chaos really... 
This is going to be controversial, but let's go. Here's what I think everybody should agree on. The point of removing the House Speaker was to sow chaos. That's what the critics of Matt Gates and everybody else is saying. And my advice to the people who voted to remove him is own it. Admit it. There was no better plan of action of who's going to fill that speaker role. So was the point to sow chaos? Yes, it was. But the real question to ask, let's get to the bottom of it, is whether chaos is really such a bad thing. Now, think about that for a moment. And, and we don't think about it in that light. I, I kind of, I like, I've really been uh, looking into uh, first principles. Uh, Elon Musk is a big first principles uh, advocate. And I think if you look at this in a first principles type of way, you know, so often we just, we kind of just go along to get along. But so the question is, is chaos really that bad of a thing? Con he continues. In times such as these. When we live in a moment where we have a border crisis at our southern border, where there are tens of thousands of illegal migrants crossing per week, driving an epidemic of lawlessness across this country, are we sure that that status quo is what we want? Or is a little chaos really such a bad thing? When we have a national debt of $33 trillion and growing under the watch of Republicans and Democrats alike in power. Are we sure the status quo is what we want? Or is a little chaos really such a bad thing? When we have a climate cult that shackles the United States and shackles our economy while letting our enemy China roam free, are we really sure that the status quo is what we want? Or is a little chaos such a bad thing? Hey, do, do, can you imagine hearing Nikki Haley talk like that? Can you imagine Mike Pence talking like that? Or Krispy Kreme uh, talking like that? Or Ron DeSantis talking like that? Absolutely not. What that is is contrarian first principles thinking. It's not thinking groupthink. And that's, that's why I love Donald Trump. That's why I love Vivek Ramaswamy. They don't think in groupthink. Um... You know, we tend to think eight, only eight people voted to oust him. And look at all these Democrats. Yeah, the Democrats wanted him out, but he needed to go. Uh, not a, Probably not a bad guy, but just doing a horrible job. It's like a, a CEO of a company that's losing money, uh, a sports team, a bas basketball, baseball, football team that's that's got a, you know, 30-game losing streak. It is what it is. Uh, Ramaswamy continues dependent on our enemy for our modern way of life and we have people who are bought and paid for in washington dc by special interests and a class of lobbyists and a class of super PAC puppet masters and we keep marching to our same fate are we really sure that chaos is such a bad thing that's the real question i would rather just everybody smoke that out and debate it in the open because do we have a plan to replace the house speaker no but is that the most important question no it's not we don't have a house speaker what's the plan to replace the speaker everybody asks and, and he's going to go on and, and i want to continue this because it's so good but but his his point is we don't need a plan to replace the speaker we need a plan we need a plan for america we need a plan for the border. We need a plan to stop spending billions of dollars in Ukraine. I thought one of the most ridiculous things I've seen is a picture of Kevin McCarthy with a pocket square that's blue and, and yellow.
essentially the Ukraine flag. I'm like, good grief. So here's the point. You already ha- you had chaos. You had chaos at the border. You had chaos spending billions of dollars that we don't have. We have a $33 trillion deficit. And we're spending we're spending hundreds of billions. Do you know we're spending we're sending an average of $222 million a day to the Ukraine? The most corrupt probably the most corrupt country on the face of the earth. It's nothing but a money laundering scheme. Uh, plain and simple. And not just for the Bidens, principally the Bidens, but many others, the the Romneys and 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 uh, you know John Kerry and the, there's a bunch of them, you know, and and many we don't even know about on both sides. Ramaswamy continues, chaos is not necessarily a bad thing. What we're doing, we already had chaos. We're trading one chaos for another. He continues. Here's what I say: Who cares? until we actually have a plan for how to address the deficit in our budget, how to address the $33 trillion in our national debt, how to actually seal our own southern border in this country, how to deal with an epidemic of crime across the United States of America, how to reduce our dependence on an enemy for our modern way of life. That's what I want to plan for. And then we're going to ask the question of who's going to be the best babysitter to shepherd a bunch of people in Congress and in a Republican Party to actually get us there. That's the order we need to go in. And so for everybody out there who's asking the question of what's the plan to get a new speaker, you're asking the wrong question. What's the plan to actually revive this country? What's the plan to shut down the unconstitutional administrative state? Anyway, he's going to go into his, you know, his mantra, his speech, which is great. I, I love it. It's not bad at all. Uh, I mean, I actually... Absolutely love it, um, but I wanted you to hear that for the, for the primary reason, you know this uh, outrage and this. Oh, what are we going to do now? We don't have a speaker. It's like when the government gets all panicked that we're going to not have the government's going to shut down. One of the best things that could ever happen to us, and then they tell this lie that. People's not going to get their Social Security checks, and the military's not going to get paid. None of that is true. Uh, when a shutdown happens, and, and I'm making a point here about the chaos, the threat of chaos. Look, fear is the the driver. F- that that's what politicians use. They they use fear to drive you. That's what that's what they did to get us to comply during COVID. Uh, the the oh we got we got to get somebody we got to get somebody to be speaker why so so we can have another do nothing uh, they're talking about putting Donald Trump in there or putting uh, Devin Nunes and they're they're not a member of the House well how has having a House member served you thus far why not try something different why not do something why not uh, play the Play some hardball with the, the the Democrats who are systematically using the judicial system to persecute Donald Trump, the most ridiculous uh, kangaroo court imaginable. Uh, and so, you know, he, here's what this vote did. Uh, this vote smoked out the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Lauren Boberts that walk around with their bazookas and their AR-15s and, you know, strings of ammo hanging off of them and all their ridiculous and inflammatory. Uh, but when it came down to it and you you had to, 
you had to do something. You didn't do it. I had a good, a late, great friend uh, who had a saying, and there's no better saying for this Congress and most Congresses in the past, and that is when it's all said and done, there'll be more said than done. And so, uh, so you know what? I'm glad they're taking a week off. Let's get a plan. Let's get a plan. And then let's listen to see who has the best plan. I don't want to hear uh, Jim Jordan talk about we got to defund Ukraine. You've been funding Ukraine as far as I know. And if I'm wrong there, I stand to be corrected. So that's enough. Two nights in a row about speaker. But we'll continue. We'll, we'll update you as we hear about potentials, uh, potential speaker candidates as we move forward but don't buy into this oh there's chaos we don't have a speaker what are we going to do well what what how did it serve you before i I would advocate to you that an empty chair a vacated chair is better than the 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 chair that was filled before so uh, tonight i I say it's got to be one of those eight people or somebody not in the congress one of the eight that voted to vacate the chair it has to be one of those eight Matt Gates would probably be my number one, um, and then then it would be somebody a Devin Nunes. It would be uh, I would love Donald Trump, but I don't think that will happen. Hey, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Talk about a little bit of sports. Unfortunately, this is a not good news story, uh, but uh, really a heartbreaking one. And that is out of uh, Baton Rouge and uh, LSU's. Linebacker Greg Brooks transferred. He's actually originally from Louisiana, uh, started playing for Arkansas, uh, played Arkansas, I think, two or three years, transferred to LSU, and uh, played last year, did really well, uh, was slated to be a starter this year, started having vertigo, uh, had some tests ran, found a tumor. They found out today or yesterday the tumor is malignant. It's a very rare form of brain cancer. Uh, just, I mean, a heartbreaking, backbreaking piece of news. So, uh, let's let's, if you would, all you Red Pill Nation, pray for Greg Brooks. Uh, that uh, that you know the the stripes of Jesus would be applied and and heal his body. So, uh, Greg, we're praying for you, buddy. And uh, and uh, uh, I, I wanted to. Uh, tell you about a story i can't uh play it because there's so much profanity in it it's shannon sharp interviewing marshawn lynch and uh he he says that aaron Rodgers is the best qb he ever played with no you may remember that um that aaron Rodgers and marshawn lynch both played at cal together um and I think maybe Rodgers was probably a junior uh, in Marshawn's uh, freshman year. And so uh, Marshawn Lynch actually gives Aaron Rodgers credit for uh, him getting to play as early as he did at Cal and really uh, for him being discovered. And he tells the story about in the spring game. It's the ones against the ones. He said, I'm a freshman. You know, of course, Aaron Rodgers starting quarterback, so he's quarterbacking. And he said, I'm, I'm over there, you know, holding my helmet. He said, I'm not, I haven't even got to run with the ones. 
And he said, Aaron Rodgers tells the coach, I think Tedford was the coach at the time, but whoever the offensive coordinator was, he says, hey, man, let 24, uh, he wore 24 at uh, at Cal. He said, uh, he said hey, let 24 uh, run. And so they called a play, and so they, they put him in. And they called a play, and Marshawn Lynch says that he ran the wrong way. So instead of running right beside uh, on a on a dive, it was a dive, I believe. It may have been a sweep, but he was supposed to run right beside uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So he's he's lined up behind. He's supposed to run right to his right side. Well, he cut across the back of Aaron Rodgers and ran to his left. And he said, but instead of Aaron Rodgers, he said Aaron Rodgers just uh, put the ball behind his back and handed it to me. And he said, I took off and ran it for a touchdown. He said, well, when I came to the sideline, he said the offensive coordinator was just cussing me out and telling me how horrible I did. And the head coach was over there and telling me, you know, we know you blew the play. So, yeah, but I ran for a touchdown. He said, yeah, but that could have been a blown play if Rodgers wouldn't have handed the ball to you behind his back you know you weren't where you're supposed to be you hadn't been studying your playbook and they were just really giving it to him so Aaron Rodgers comes over and says hey man I, I called the wrong play he said I, I call he said he he ran the right play and he said I, he didn't he said he was just sticking up for me he said I've never forgotten that so I thought that was really cool that Marshawn Lynch uh, you know, was talking about and giving credit to Aaron Rodgers for uh, how good he had uh, been to him uh, when he was there in uh, in at Cal. Uh, one of the funniest things, and this is it, paying homage to uh, and kudos to the Texas Rangers uh, beat the Devil Rays two games uh, to none to win the um, wild card series. Was the Devil Rays right? I believe it was Marlins. Yeah, I believe it was Devil Rays. Uh, I get the Florida teams mixed up. Sorry about that. But in honor of uh, Major League Baseball playoff, uh, <laughs> there's a story. Uh, you can pick it up on X at, Dar- at Darren Ravel, R O V E L L. Uh, this was it's titled the best prank in baseball history, and it's Joe Carter who played for the Toronto Blue Jays and. Uh, Goes out to the parking lot, and this is before the game. Gets somehow gets Derek Bell's keys, and he's got it already arranged with the public address announcer. So in the seventh inning stretch, I believe it is, or maybe before the game, I may have that wrong. But on Fans Appreciation Day, uh, they drive Derek Bell's tricked-out Ford Bronco out. In the middle of the field, of course, it's a. I've actually watched a, a game there. I watched the Blue Jays and can't think, but whoever it was, they got in a huge fight that night. This was back in the late eighties. Uh, so anyway, Joe Carter has it has has it uh, already arranged with the public announce uh, announcer, public announcer, public address announcer that they are going to give away a car they're gonna have a raffle for a car and the number will be in your program and and so they're making a big deal about it and they start calling out numbers where they drive Derek Bell's Bronco and you got to see Derek Bell's face when they're driving his car out in the middle of the field and then the public address announcer uh, 
you know, tells the crowd that it was a, a prank. So it is really cool. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to close out with uh, a couple other things here. Uh, I've got one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. It is a skit. It's really a video. And it's, it's they've taken it off of some movie. And it's actually a movie where there's a choir director and there's a bunch of little kids that are trying out for a play. And, you know, they're trying different ones in the play. Well, someone has taken the, each kid trying out, and they're horrible. And they put in names of former uh, 49er QBs over that kid that seems so hor- horrible. And then the choir director is, uh, even though it's a woman, they've got Kyle Shanahan's name, you know, kind of a label. It says, so this is Kyle Shanahan trying to find... Uh, his 49er quarterback so uh, it starts out with uh, Brian Hoyer then it goes C.J. Brethard uh, then it goes uh, and you you know then it goes Nick Mullins all these quarterbacks they've tried through the years uh, Josh Rosen uh, Jimmy G Garoppolo uh, and then finally at the end it uh, it comes to Brock Purdy and so uh, just uh, you can find that at uh, Keener seven six five. This is on X at Keener seven six five. But I'm going to play it for you because it is uh, it is hilarious. Here we go. Brian Hoyer. This <laughs> CJ Brethard. <laughs> Nick Mullins, Josh Rosen, Jimmy G, here comes Brock Purdy. Finally found his quarterback in Brock Purdy. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, you know that story is Mr. Irrelevant is the very last person picked in the NFL draft. And Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant in, what was it, 2020. Uh, and now he is starting quarterback, doing a phenomenal job for the 49ers. So, uh, hey, it's been a great time tonight. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, and always enjoy our time together. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. hope this was a little bit better uh, podcast than last night. Again, thank you for supporting our sponsors, RedRiverAuto.com, MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use that promo code uh, RED. And then last but not least, Ridge.com. And uh, appreciate you. Thank you. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. We'll probably jump on here a couple of times uh, between now and the weekend. Uh, if not, we hope you have a great one, and we'll talk to you later. Don't forget, keep Greg Brooks in your prayers, and uh, thank you again for listening. You've been listening to the Red Pill Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Doc Washburn Show Family of Podcasts, a Yetcher Media Company.